When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't want to fall in this trap. I don't want to fall in the trap either, but Jimmy Graham's is still a matchup nightmare. Yeah. He still has a chip on his shoulder and a point to prove. I still feel like he could end up being top three. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Demacos, here with Jamie Eisner and Jake Arians, and we are going to discuss tight ends today. But before we get into that, we're going to do a couple of breakout players. Each of us chose on our own without uh, without discussing together. Jake we'll didn't see. cheat off me today. Yeah, Jake didn't cheat off your I homework did my own today. Home. I did my own homework. <laughs> you did your own homework today. Uh, so, Jake, I'll let you go first. Who are your uh, – just give us one of your, your breakout players for this upcoming season. My first guy is Pat Mahomes. We've talked about him a bunch. I, I just think he's going to have a huge year. I love him with Andy Reid. The talent is there. The weapons are there. Yeah, I think he's going to throw a bunch of picks because uh, he's really a true gunslinger. If he can get that under control, though, I, I just think it's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be a breakout year for him. I mean, we all know about him, but he sat for an entire year, and now yeah. it's his time. I think he's going to be a stud this year. He's also on my list, and my reasoning is pretty simple here. In Andy Reid's offense last year, Alex Smith finished fourth overall in fantasy quarterbacks. He is not what you would call a gunslinger. Now you have Patrick Mahomes in that offense with all of the same weapons and the addition of Sammy Watkins. I like Patrick Mahomes a lot this year. Uh, I do think he's going to make mistakes because he's a rookie. But as far as breakout stars go, I think he's one of the easiest to look at the bunch and say, yeah, he could break out. Jamie, who do you like this year? Uh, player number one for me is Cooper Cup. And for those of you that are playing, let's say, on ESPN leagues or Yahoo leagues, his value is really low right now. He's being ranked among in the 30s. He's a wide receiver four on ESPN. Those playing on Scout Fantasy, a little bit more privy. He's ranked a little bit higher. He had a role in the offense all year, but it really increased the last seven weeks of the regular season and into the playoff game. Last eight weeks, 44 catches for 567 yards, three touchdowns, which includes his eight for for 69 and a touchdown performance in the playoff loss to Atlanta. I think he's going to have a huge year. I'm not worried about Brandon Cooks being there and taking targets away from him. I think he's going to have a monster year. He's a wide receiver, too, for me. My number one guy, I already talked about Patrick Mullins, but my number one breakout star this year is Joe Mixon. I think this is an easy one. I think... Maybe it's because I just watched him play the Chicago Bears and the moves that he put on, or maybe it's just because I watched him play at Oklahoma and I know that the talent that he has. He is going to split some carries with Giovanni Bernard, but they keep trying to make Giovanni Bernard a thing, and it's not going to be a thing. Joe Mixon will be the featured back in Cincinnati. That offensive line is better than last year. There is no way that Cincinnati's offense can be any worse than it was last season. So if they take any step forward, Joe Mixon has the ability to be a playmaker. He is my number one breakout star. Jake, I'll let you bring out your second guy. I already discussed Patrick Mahomes. So who do you got number two for you? I got Mike Williams, wide receiver from the Chargers. Talent coming out of Clemson is freakish. He was hurt all of last year. And we've talked about how hard it is to go through that rookie season of the draft and the process and the combine and the training and all that. And then you go to training camp, OTAs. It's just, it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. Well, he's finally healthy. And everything coming out of camp is he's an absolute monster. On the other side of Keenan Allen, 
with Phillip Rivers, I, I think he breaks out. Has, I think I love that team. We all we talk, I've talked about that a bunch. I just think he has a really, really big year. Yeah, he gets a lot of the number two cornerback covering him as well, which will only help him. And, and there's him. not a lot of those guys that can cover him man-to-man. No, I mean, he's, the, the he's high a point stud. of the ball, the ability to go up and get a big body, the athleticism. That's that's a that's a nice offense this year if they can all stay healthy. Jamie, who else do you have on your list? I have Ronald Jones on my list, and I'm just going to subscribe to the theory that talent wins out in the end. I don't think Peyton Barber and Jack Quiz Rogers are going to hold him down very long. <laughs> uh, he's not. I mean, quite frankly, Jones is not having the preseason I was hoping he would. I thought he would be the clear cut uh, three down back on week one. That's not going to happen. But I think you want to take him in your middle rounds and know once you get outside of September that he is going to be or could even be an RB two for you for the rest of the year. My uh, my third guy, since we already talked about Mahomes, is Rashad Penny, and that is because the Seattle Seahawks had multiple offers at that 28 spot in the draft, and they liked him so much, they had to stay there and get their guy. This is another team where I just talked about Cincinnati. Their offensive line is better because it couldn't get any worse. They want to run the football. We know what this team was when they had Marshawn Lynch. They had success. They ran the football. They're going to try and establish the run now, and that's going to go through Rashad Penny. And everything coming out of camp is that he's looked phenomenal. So I'm, I'm big on Rashad Penny. I think as far as rookies go, aside from Saquon Barkley, who's in his own class, I think this is the guy that I'm paying attention to. Jake, I, love, I love Rashad Penny. The talent's there. I loved him coming out of the draft. 28 might have felt like a little reach, bit of a reach yes, for him for sure. because you could have had some other guys there, but they liked him that much. Okay. Big, take it to the house ability. And they're going to make a concerted effort to run the ball. I, I think he has a big year as well. And I know the knock on him is, oh, he played at San Diego State. Well, you should watch some of the games he played mm-hmm. at San Diego State because he ran over everybody. When you could take everybody. a kickoff to the house yeah. multiple times, yeah. you've got breakaway ability and, and a big body. Yeah. And that's like people, they say, oh, you reached on him at 28. Listen, if he becomes the starter there for the next – Five to seven years, that's not a reach. He's their starting running back. No, that's at, the guy at they 28, want. 28, you're taking a guy that fits what you want to do, the exactly best player right. on the board. Exactly at, right. If, if 28 is an instant starter for you in the first round, that's a home run pick. It doesn't matter what position it is. That's, oh, that's, that's right. Also, you don't care if, as a fantasy owner. You don't care where he got drafted. No, I don't, care. About, I don't, I don't worry right. if they There's reach for him. There's also that. It doesn't matter. I'm not right. getting evaluated yes. on whether or not Seattle reached for Rashad Penny. I'm evaluating him as a breakout and on the, star. And San Diego you might State. get evaluated on where you draft him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't, you don't care where the Seahawks draft him. And again, and you also don't, he's not Denell Pumphrey. Let's no. not box all of these San Diego State running backs into the same box. He's no. a completely no, different player. 5'8, 180, and yes. one's 225 pounds and a legit yes. every down back. Who's a recent running back that came out of a small school that's pretty damn good? Uh, David Johnson. I heard the same thing. Come on, people. It's it, I, I, David I don't want to hear more of a receiver coming out yeah. and had to learn how to run between that's the tackles exactly and take right. it twenty times a game. Penny's used to carrying the entire load. Mm-hmm. That's you're you're preaching to the choir, Jake. Who's your last guy on your breakout list? I alluded to it earlier on Twitter and a few weeks ago. <laughs> David and Joku. If you don't know who this guy is, a tight end for the Cleveland Browns out of Miami. Go back and look at some combine footage. He's an athletic freak. Matchup nightmare. Apparently, he was a seven foot high jumper in high school and he was still like 235 when he did it. He played last season at 20, he just turned 21. So, high school was only a couple <laughs> yeah. years ago while he was doing this. Matchup nightmare. You've seen him use him a bunch. Todd Haley loves to use the tight end. I think he has a huge year, regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah, and I think you've seen chemistry in the preseason with both Tyrod and, and Baker Mayfield. And maybe this is the hard knock speaking, but I've seen a lot of him. 
and a lot of he's been very vocal on the sidelines, and I think they're going to use him a lot in that offense. Jamie, who's your last guy? I went off the board a little bit. I, I'm okay. going to go with a bold prediction here. If you haven't been paying attention to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this offseason, one, I can't think of a good reason why you should have been, but two, <laughs> you might not have noticed that Deshaun Jackson is not the number two wide receiver in Tampa anymore. Chris Godwin has passed him on the depth chart. Chris Godwin's going to be starting on the outside opposite of Mike Evans. And they used him a lot more in that offense last year. Last two games, three for 98, seven for 111 and a touchdown. I'm not in love with that offense as a whole. But I think Chris Godwin could be somebody that you're going to keep on your bench and kind of keep an eye on because he might have a few weeks where he is wide receiver three slash flex territory for you. And I'm betting where he's getting drafted, there's some good value for him, especially considering when Jameis comes back, Jameis is going to sling the ball around. It may be it may be slim pickings the first three weeks of the season, but when Jameis comes back, I think that might turn into a really good pick. That's why we keep Jamie around, folks. That, that, <laughs> deep, that deep research right yeah. there. Going with Chris Godwin. I love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, let's get into our tight end rankings here. We're going 1 through 15 because most people are playing in a 10 to 12 team league, and you're not going to need any of these guys afterwards. But if you want to check out our full list, they will be on scoutfantasysports.com along with quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers that you can listen to all those podcasts. You can see all those lists. Those all have already been done. Uh, this is an easy one across the board. Do we need to say more, Rob Gronkowski? It, I don't know that it's as easy as it used to be. I actually struggle with this a little bit. I think Kelsey has yeah. a bigger year than he's had so far, and he's been phenomenal. For I sure. think Pat Mahomes and the other weapons, in years past, you could actually – do some double teams with Kelsey. I don't know that you're going to be able to do that now. And Gronk is getting a little up there, thought about retirement. They don't have as many weapons. Brandon Cooks is gone. The deep threat is now Dorsett. He's very unproven. Gronk's still number one, but Kelsey is 1A in my book. I don't think it's as easy as it used to be to get there. No, but my my solidifying of Gronkowski is Tom Brady is still throwing him the football. That's pretty much the only reason I need to know that Gronkowski's number one in my book, especially when you consider the other guy who isn't going to be in the lineup for the first four weeks, Julian Edelman, him not being there only makes Gronkowski more valuable because he is Tom's guy. And they're going to get Gronk open. It doesn't matter how you you defend them. They're going to have – he's still number one. One, he's I just don't think one. it's as easy as it used no, to be. I, I, I agree with Jake. Yeah, he's still number one. When he's on the field, he's the best tight end in football. But I am curious. Like, Look at what Kelsey did with Alex Smith. I am curious what he can do with Mahomes. I think that offense overall is better than even it was last year. You, yeah. you know, you add Watkins to the mix. You're going to have Spencer Ware healthy. I, I mean, I like that offense a lot. I just, But I can't quite take Kelsey over Gronkowski yet. But – I'm also not one of those guys that's going to spend a third-round pick on a tight end. Either. Absolutely not. So. And I've seen both of these guys going up in the second round as as early as the end of the first round in the middle of the second round, which I'm not going to do, and I would advise you not to do. Tight end's really deep this year. Like I, I, as, as we'll go through it, but I, there are 11 guys that I'm more than happy starting. For on sure. My, on my and listen, tier one is Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that is tier one. For me, Travis Kelsey, we talked about the differentiation is you used a word that I'm going to use again, curious. That is why Travis Kelsey is two, because I am not curious about the New England Patriots. I know what to expect. Travis Kelsey is number two. Number three across the board for all of us is Zach Ertz. When he's been playing, he's been a great great part of that offense. Trey Burton's now gone. Zach Ertz is the man there. Got to stay healthy. Yeah, got to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. But you could say that about Gronkowski as well. Everybody in the top three here. Yeah. I mean, there are injury concerns with every different levels. I mean, Gronkowski is the biggest injury concern. Yeah, Kelsey's had the concussions. Yeah. Yeah. 
But Ertz last two years has finished his third fantasy tight end points, fantasy points per game. I no reason to believe he won't end up no, there again, regardless like, of when Carson Wentz plays. Yep, like that offense, like him, steady Eddie at at number three, number four. We're going off Jamie's rankings here, Evan Ingram. Uh, Jamie and Jake, you guys both have him four. I have him five. I like him a lot. What do you guys want to say about I him? I had him last year, and they had no other weapons, so he was awesome. Yeah. Scares me a little bit with Saquon being the focal point, OBJ being back healthy, Sterling Shepard being healthy, that he's – I can't tell if it's going to help him or not because they forced a lot of throws to him. I mean, they, they had eight or nine targets a game. They only had four or five catches, so – I don't know that that's going to be there, but he's also not going to be double covered like he was a lot that's last true. year. I think he's sitting where you could draft him. I think there's going to be some seriously good value of where you can pick up Evan Ingram. Yeah, I like Evan Ingram a lot, Jamie. What do you like about yeah, Evan Ingram? Yeah, again, I have the same concerns Jake has, but I'm hoping that kind of evens out that, mm-hmm. again, he won't be double teamed as much. Uh, again, I don't know how healthy everybody else is going to stay on that on that team. I mean, Odo Beckham hasn't been the pillar of health. Sterling Shepard, we don't know. Saquon well, should be fine, but he's back practicing in full, but already had a little injury history. I just think his upside is massive. Last year, he was number four in fantasy points per game as a rookie. I just think there's just a lot of You can't cover him with a safety or a tight end if you're playing them traditional. Now, they split him out a lot last year. They tried to have him with his hand on the ground like a traditional tight end, but they didn't have anything else, like I said, going down the stretch. And he was still catching five, six, seven balls a game. Like, I had him. He was awesome. He was great. But you were a little worried, like, watching them play because they had nothing else. I think some of that's going to play into his favor in some of those matchups. Yeah, and not only that, but that another offense that we talked about, like I talked about earlier, where they, they can't possibly be much worse than they were last year. They have to take a step forward, Eli, offensive line. I love that line. I've already talked about yeah, them being so one of my, my I, I think he, teams. So. De- he definitely benefits from that. Uh, number five, Jamie Delaney Walker. You like him the most, so I'll let you talk about Delaney Walker. Just safe. That's why he's here. I, I think the last three years finished third, sixth, and sixth among tight ends. I think you know what you're going to get. I, there's not top three upside here like there is for maybe a couple of the other guys we're about to talk about. Just safe. And if you missed out on the top tight end and you just you want to know, hey, I want an advantage over half my league – for the rest of the season, you take Delaney Walker. Yeah, he's eight for me, six for Jake. I, I think for me, I would echo what Jamie said. He's safe. I like a couple of the other guys a little bit more with a lot more upside that we're going to talk about coming up. But Delaney Walker remains in my top ten because of everything Jamie said. He's a safe bet. He's a guy that will help you win week in and week out. Number six, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy, oh, I'm just, I don't want to fall in this trap. I know, neither do I. He's but number six for me too. I'm scared though. Here's here's why. He Jimmy. should be so good. He, here's why. This has way less to do with Jimmy Graham and way more to do with Aaron Rodgers. I, I Listen, I love Russell Wilson. He's a great quarterback. He's not in the same sentence as Aaron Rodgers. Nope. He's not in the same sentence as Aaron Rodgers. He's not the pocket passer that Aaron Rodgers is. He doesn't have the arm Aaron Rodgers does. And that offense is much better with Aaron Rodgers. So what does that mean? I've seen what Rodgers can do with an elite player. He doesn't have Jordy Nelson anymore. I think Jimmy Graham is going to benefit. And I think at six, when I look at that, I go, I still feel like he could end up being top three. Like I still end up thinking Gronk, Kelsey, and if Ertz has any bit of an injury problem, Jimmy Graham could be the third overall tight end this season, and I wouldn't blink an eye. Look what Aaron Rodgers has done with elite tight ends, pass-catching tight ends. They don't necessarily need to be a traditional tight end of that offense. Red zone nightmare who throws a better back shoulder throw than Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to fall on the trap either, but Jimmy Graham's is still a matchup nightmare. He still has a chip on his shoulder and a point to prove. 
he's looking forward to playing with Aaron Rodgers. Played with Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. It's not like he's had it bad. No. But last year, by the end of the year, he was really only inside the five guy. Yeah. Because they needed a traditional tight end because the offensive line was so bad. That's not going to be the case this year. And they play some teams. They play a lot of cover, too. There's going to be some openings down the seam. Can Jimmy step up and not be, you know, a little short-armed alligator arms a couple times and just yeah. go up and make a play? But I think – I have him seven. I love him right there with you guys. I know it's preseason, but I've already seen him go up and get the ball. And he I've looked really good doing it. I've already seen it, and it looked really damn buy good. Buy an extra time. You make it yeah, – and there was not a lot of opening there either. Aaron All the Rogers. pieces are there. Yeah. We, we know Jimmy Graham's an athletic freak. We've seen success. We don't have – again, we're just saying Aaron Rodgers praises for 30 seconds. It's just – that's, that's why I have him at six. I, I'm, exactly I'm not right. worried about him at six. Like that's why I don't have him in the top four. No, he's six with top three upside. Number yeah. seven, Greg Olson had Jamie. You have him the the lowest. I have him four. Jake, you have him five. I almost put him on my. I don't want to say breakout because he's already broke out, but it's like a comeback player of the year candidate. Uh, listen, Cam loves Greg Olson. Period. Loves. End of sentence. That's loves. all you need to know. The only reason Greg Olson didn't have success last year is because he was injured. And then he came back on the injured foot, struggled for the first week, and then lit it up again. The offense com- is completely different with him in the lineup. Maybe the most well-rounded tight end in I football agree. still, leader on the team. You cannot go wrong here. I've got him at five. Yeah, Jimmy Graham might have some more upside, but a lot like Delaney Walker, I think Greg Olson's safe. a safer play. Yeah. He's going to get targets, and there's still going to be some red zone targets there. You cannot go wrong drafting Greg Olson. Yeah, I mean, this is where depth comes into play. It's not that it's not like I dislike Greg nope. Olson even to have him that He's low. He's top ten across the He's board. He's just for us. there's just a lot of options this year. And again, I think Delaney Walker and Greg Olson are very close. I think just the upside for Ingram and Graham, I have them over him. But this is why again, wait, I, I'm perfectly happy going into the season with Greg Olson. Absolutely. Four or five rounds later than taking a Travis Kelsey. One hundred percent. I would also be really happy with the next guy, Kyle yeah. Rudolph, number eight for Jamie, nine for Jake, seven for me. Listen. I like this offense across the board. I like Kyle Rudolph. I've seen it. He's proven it to me. And I don't I only think he benefits from having Kirk Cousins. I don't think I don't think he takes a step back. I think no, he, he takes a step forward. I think he takes a massive step forward because who does Kirk who did Kirk Cousins love to throw the ball to in Washington? Yep. Jordan Reed. Reed. And when Jordan Reed was on the field, he was almost consistently the number one tight end on a points per game basis. Very different tight ends, but you're right. He looks for that guy. He yes. does, especially in the red zone. You're talking about a really smart player in Rudolph as well, so he should be open. He's not going to blow a bunch of assignments, that kind of thing. So if Kirk is getting blitzed and he's a hot guy, he knows where to go. Rudolph's not going to screw that up. I, I think he benefits from that. The only reason I have him at nine really is because we don't know what that offense is going to look yeah. like. Yeah. And that's, but he's still going to be. And there are a ton of options there. Yeah. yeah. And that's not, but they're, he's still going to be really good. No, love Kyle Rudolph. Uh, another great option here at nine, nine, 10, and nine. We're all pretty, pretty close here. Jack Doyle. Uh, he was great last year with Jacoby Brissett. What is he going to look like in this offense this year with Andrew Luck? There's, Better chemistry. They've yeah, got that's chemistry. Exactly you right. go back, same thing. Okay. Not there. I'm getting blitzed. Hot read. This guy's in the flat. We can send him down the seam. There's red t- red zone targets. They have chemistry already. Jack Doyle's a great option, especially where you can get him from. He's one yeah. of those guys that nobody's thinking about when a draft rolls around. He's sometimes the last guy to go in 10 or 12 team leagues. I've seen on tight ends among yeah. the starters. Yeah, like, I mean, that's. I feel really good about that. I mean, what he had a nine catch game yeah, last he year? Was yeah. number five, he was the number five, five tight end last year with Jacoby Brissett. And again, we have him nine or 10. Like, again, depth. I know yeah. we're not used to that, the tight end position. It used to be like if you don't get one of the top guys, you're just going to get some blah player that you just pray they get, they get a touchdown on Sunday. There's a lot of depth here. Even in 12-team leagues, don't 
don't rush. No, don't rush. He's a really good option, and you're bringing up – listen, that offense, again, last year, in a bad offense with a backup quarterback, he was fifth overall. That's great for him. Huge upside, I think, and, and great value. Number 10, Jordan Reed. Uh, Jake, you got him 14. I got him 11. The only reason he's not inside my top 10 is because he can't stay healthy ever. He has elite tight end ability. My only concern with him is he's never healthy. That's the, that's literally the only knock I can say on him. Great hands, runs great routes, catches everything thrown to him. Red zone matchup nightmare. New quarterback, no other weapons on that offense at all. And he can't ever stay healthy. That's why I dropped him all the way down to 14 because I don't there's no reason to draft him unless it's the last round and you don't have a tight end. To yeah. me, I mean, there's all these guys are much better options, yeah, here's, much safer options. Here's why I have him at 10, because I'm, I'm, here's my philosophy on this. If you're in a 10-team league, I'm assuming at this point you're the last one to draft a tight end. I will take my chance on Jordan Reed and then somebody off the waiver wire, because when he's healthy, which yeah. again, is not he's missed a ton of games the last few years. He's never played a full season. But when he's healthy, the last three years, finished number one, number one, and number nine in fantasy points per game among tight ends. Yeah. His quarterback, Alex Smith, has shown no disregard to throwing to the tight end, ask Travis Kelsey owners. So you, you, you're taking him assuming the risk. You know you're probably going to either have to carry a second tight end or just be aware that he's going to be questionable heading into every week. But to me, I think the upside there is tremendous that, again, when he's on the field, if he can be a number one or number two or number three tight end in points per game and you can pair that with a guy in the teens off the waiver wire, you're going to end up with a top five tight end at the position. You're just going to have to deal with the the lack of roster flexibility that you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking him 10, the next few guys we're talking about are guys that you can also have on your team and you're playing them week in and week out. You can put these different guys in. The next guy I love – I know we are, Jake already talked about him, David Njoku. Uh, Jake, I'll let you talk about him since you have him the highest. You have him eight. I have him rounding out my top ten. Jake or Jamie has him 11. Uh, I think everything you said earlier, I echo the same sentiments. My, my biggest concern with him is that I still need to see Cleveland not be Cleveland. Like, I, 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 I don't want to fall into the, I'm watching HBO and it looks really good. I'll use your words. He looks really good in shorts, yeah. but, but I need to see him play football games. And that's why, that's the only reason I have him right outside. One of the reasons I have him as a 10. breakout guy this year is because he's learned how to play football last year. Yeah. Now, different offense, different offense coordinator, but being 20, and being a track guy that was just a freak athlete in Miami, he didn't really learn to play football, especially at the NFL level. He learned that last year. He's learning spacing. He's learning some of those you know basketball moves that tight ends have to make of a little push off here and there at the end. I think he's picking that up. To take him eight where I have him is a little bit risky compared to some of the guys we're talking about. I just think upside is really going to be there where you're going to be where you're going to be taking some of the guys. These guys eight, nine, ten. Yeah, again, I just want to see him do it, but boy, he's he's got all the pieces. Yeah. I mean, he does, and it just, and again, in Tyrod, and yes, I'm calling him Tyrod. I don't know when we decided we have to change the name, the way we call Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> first name. All of a sudden, he's been in the league for like six years now. His eighth, um, this is his eighth season in the NFL. Yeah, now we're changing the name. Uh, has again, he's made Charles Clay a relevant tight end in Buffalo. So it's not like uh, to yeah. me. I just, I, I love the upside here. Again, if you want to say there's this is the same amount of risk in Joku Reed, and you want to take a tenth, I have no problem with that. But I still just want to see it first because I just think yeah. there's a little bit safer options above him different risk when you're talking about the two of them you've seen one but the injury so you could take those both at the end of your top 10 number 12 Tyler Eifert another guy listen I love Tyler Eifert when he's healthy another guy that's had injury problems that offense is going to be better 
He benefits from that. He has to stay on the field. Yeah. You know, the talent is there. He's another one of these kind of new wave traditional slash pass catching tight ends, but he's going to benefit from Mixon having a big year. AJ Green not still drawing double coverage, but if John Ross plays, the middle of the field is now open. Yeah. And he's been a top ten like before he missed most And of he has chemistry with Dalton. Does. Like that's they go back three years, years ago, two years yeah. ago, both years top ten a uh, top ten tight end. Three years ago he was a top five tight end. I mean yeah. it just it's the upside is there, but again, I, I are you gonna get thirteen games out of him or are you gonna get three? I don't know. Yeah, that's why I think at twelve that's good value for him. I think that's just about right. Because listen, we know he can be top five. But when you've been injured as much as Tyler Eifert's been injured, you can't count on guys like that. You can't count on guys who continually get injured. Um, but listen, the talent is definitely there. Number 13, Trey Burton. Uh, Jake, I'll let you talk about Trey Burton first. I think obviously Adam Shaheen was a guy that was drafted to the Chicago Bears who's now injured. So Trey Burton's going to be the featured guy there in Chicago. He had a lot of talent. A lot of people liked him in Philadelphia. Uh, he got paid. Now he's playing in Chicago. The reason he is not in my top 12 is because he's in Chicago. Uh, that's my biggest concern. Here's I have the, to here's see Here's the it. problem. He's a tweener. Yep. Now, <laughs> Nagy's offense and what that looks like in, in, in Chicago, is it traditional where a tight end like Shaheen is playing with his hand in the dirt and they're running the rock? Do you play action off of that? He's running down the seam. He's running traditional tight end stuff. That is not Trey Burton at all. He's more of a slot guy that's a smaller guy that's not really getting his face dirty, blocking. And, you know, so I don't know that he's going to be in all the time. Yeah. Is why I dropped him. I think the, the ability is there to make some plays. Uh, I don't think they're going to throw it a ton. And I don't know that he's going to play every down because of the fact if that offense looks traditional, he's not a hand in the ground type, type tight end. No, I think where we all have him, 13, 15, 13, anywhere between the 13 to 15 range, yeah. I think is just about right for Trey Burton. That means in most leagues, in a 12-team league, he's not drafted. Yeah. Well, that, that's about right. I'm in a wait-and-see approach with him. I, I, I have him 13 just because I think the, the, the players below him are more – I think their upside is just limited. I think you know what you're going to get, and you're like, okay, I'm at this point. I'm assuming you're either taking a second tight end, you play in a two tight end league, or you just are absolutely refusing to take an eye for you got because Gronk or Kelsey Ertz, and they got hurt. Yeah, and he's yeah. on the waiver wire. And you're yeah. going, okay, that's and there's, by far the next best guy because the red zone yeah. stuff is there. They can get creative yes, with him in the red sure. zone. And I can convince myself there's still upside there because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And if Nagy's offense looks like Andy Reid's. He is a more of a Kelsey-type player. Which is what everyone's banking on as far as upside. So I see that for sure. Charles Clay, number 14. Uh, Jamie, you have him 14. I have him 19. Jake has him 16. Listen, I like Charles Clay. I had him last season. I just don't like Buffalo. I don't like the t- I don't like the team. I don't like it's it's a that's my biggest concern. I don't I don't know what we're gonna see here. And they've got multiple tight ends. I don't know how much he's gonna play either. If he's really gonna be the featured guy that's out there all the time. But about this, it's, listen, this next group of guys, I oh, yeah, kinda, they all have warts. They're I mean, they're all kind of in the same category for me. I don't love anybody that we haven't talked about. And yet. I think to me, this is where you have to make this determination in your league. If you already have an established tight end, that's particularly if the one that maybe doesn't have a major injury risk. Maybe you go upside here. Maybe you don't go with the Charles Clays of the world where there isn't a ton of upside. He's, you know he's probably going to finish in the teens among tight ends, and if that's what you need, then that's what you need. Yep. But if you want to go more upside, there are just other options you could take later on. Yeah. Uh, one that I would say has a little bit more upside is Cameron Braid, who rounds out the top 15. I like him. I like his upside a little bit more than I like Charles Clay. But at 15, I think there's a couple of guys underneath there. George Kittle I like a little bit. Uh, Austin Hooper. But – Listen, these guys are all – they shouldn't be starting 
in no, most of your leagues. No, Jared Cook would be another one yeah. depending on, but that's new offense. You don't really know how he's going to fit. He was kind of that same thing. Tweener, he's standing up a lot. We're not really his hand on the ground. That's not really Gruden's offense. We'll see if that changes. This is bi-week tight ends. Yes. That's what I'm calling yeah. These yes. are your bi-week tight ends, and these guys are all kind of in that same category. I think Cameron Bray could be a could be a really good option for you, you if somebody if somebody goes down. Um, if one of your guys, if you end up with an eye for I'll tell you another one that I would definitely look at is like a wait and see. Okay. If, say you've got one of those big guys, right, and they get hurt. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Yeah. They love. Traditional guy, big time hands, can really run. He's young. But if he's looking pretty good early in the season and really takes over that job, that's another guy I would definitely look at. And I would move him all the way up into that 12-13 spot. Okay. Or that top waiver wire guy. But it's kind of wait and see if you get somebody hurt or you need somebody he, I definitely would keep an eye on that. Talent is there. The other player I'm looking at for upside as well, and again, this is just based on my faith in Andrew Luck, is Eric Ebron. Yeah. Now, again, that guy can't catch a cold, <laughs> but if he can, talent, first round but his pick. talent's talent, unbelievable. Yeah, you know sure. he's going to get the targets in the red zone. We have seen the Colts offense with Luck and before that with Peyton Manning sustain two tight ends. We have seen it happen before. Yeah. I don't love the other weapons on Indianapolis. It's not like they're going to hit you with three all-star wide receivers. So, to me, if you want to take another flyer upside here outside the top 15, Eric Ebron and Hayden Hurst are both awesome. Another injury guy, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's upside there. Yeah, talent is there. Guys, any last parting words on on tight ends? I think this goes with this is this is news that I think we we preach a lot. I always I I always go with my wide receivers and my running backs and that I stack my team, okay? Quarterbacks, tight ends, please wait. We've, le- we've learned that they're deep. Yeah. If you learned anything from today, the tight end group is deep. You still have a lot of talent getting all the way into 8, 9, 10. Running back's not as deep as we thought. No. Um, receiver's get, not to, as to deep as we thought. To get those stars, receiver's yeah. not as deep as we thought. So you guys, first three or four rounds, you better get some high-production guys because you can get a quarterback later if you get Roethlisberger, some of these guys we talked about, you know, Phillip fourth, Rivers, fifth round. Yeah, for sure. And you can get a tight end back down there too. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to draft in the first six rounds only receivers and running backs. Yeah. Like I just – I can't see myself drafting any other positions at that point. One last name I want you guys to talk about because I'm not high on him at all, but you guys like him more than I do, is Austin Hooper. I think Paige has him 12th on, on her. Jake has him 12th. You have him 17th. I have him barely in my top 20. What do you think the upside is there on on that Falcons offense? Because, you know, they have Calvin Ridley there now. Do you think he can be somebody is, – is, do you look at the, him the same way you look at the Hurst or an, an Ebron where there's upside there? Or do you think that this is more of a – Probably going to finish in the teens somewhere. He's not a guy that plays every down, but it kind of goes through him now. And they have all these other weapons. I think he's a guy that benefits from that because how do you defend that team? That's the only reason I have him that high. He kind of started coming on a little bit last year, but now you've added Calvin Ridley. You still have Sanu. He flashed last year. Are they going to go four receiver? Are they going to go three receiver with a tight end? You can move him around a little bit. He's kind of unique. And they're going to throw it more than they're going to run it. So – that was that's the only reason I have him that high is I think there is some upside because I don't know how you're going to defend that offense. Yeah, I saw him flash in games last year where you go, "Wow, Austin Hooper!" But so he strong had, preseason too. Yeah, but he's had weeks, that's but he had weeks last year that were super frustrating. I think, listen, where I have him, seventeen, that's about where I feel comfortable putting him. But he's another guy. Listen, if Gronk or Kelsey or Ertz or <laughs> listen, there's a lot of injury concern as far as the top couple couple guys go. So if you end up with a guy like Austin Hooper because you had to go pick a guy up off the off the waivers, I have a feeling that on a waiver wire Wednesday throughout this year, we're probably going to be talking about some of these guys because, listen, it's the NFL. People get injured. And when they have a history of getting injured, 
that's there's a better chance that that's going to happen. Not yep. wishing for injuries. It's just the truth. Uh, NFL Jay, stands for not for long at the end of the day. That's exactly so. right. That's that's exactly right. That's coming from somebody who played. He can he can tell you on his own. Yeah, I'm a great example. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Jamie? Uh, at J-M-E Eisner on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at the underscore sports page. And you can check out TD Fantasy both on Twitter and on Instagram at TD Fantasy underscore. So be sure to check us out. Give us a follow. Hit us up. Tell us that you disagree with all of our rankings because that's probably the way that this is going to go. Uh, but thank you for listening to the TD Fantasy Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.